Welcome to the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. Today is Wednesday, November the 2nd, and the championship four is set and ready to go at Phoenix Raceway. Uh, we had a crazy race at Martinsville. We're going to talk about it and ma mainly a crazy last 100 laps and last lap is the truth there. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Xfinity this weekend and uh, give a little bit of a, uh, a championship prediction for the big races coming up this weekend, trucks, uh, Xfinity and Cup. I am uh, joined always by my good pal, good friend he has a mullet his name is dale tanhart he's here on the show hello dale you should say hello hello i'm uh i'm really excited for truck night in america i just want to say that we all know truck night in america is more of a sport than nascar cup racing and even oh. the totally a sport nascar xfinity series which is i'm also very excited for but i am also equally as excited for the nascar cup series championship this sunday yeah. it's gonna be a really fun weekend it, be is. A fun weekend. it is i would say i would say it kind of hurt a little bit because you i thought you were going to say f1 uh with trucks you know but uh you know th it's coming around things are changing so that's good uh another thing that's coming around is uh well actually it's been around it never really went anywhere it's hooters and right now, if you get over to Hooters and you use promo code Garage Guys, you're going to be able to save $10 on any $30 or more to go order. And that is when you order off order.hooters.com or the Hooters app. To go is the way to go. You see what I did there? It was the same words in the, in the same sentence. And the offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carryout orders only. Do what I do, Captain Carryout. It me and order hooters to go but if you don't want to do that uh you can also dine in like dale how, how do they do that dale pretty easy ladies and gentlemen you just go to your hooters you sit down have a lovely time watch some racing watch some football world series is even on this week phillies are up 2-1 not that i give a fuck about baseball but sit down at your hooters and just tell your waitress about promo code garage guys and you can get $10 off any in-house order, $40 or more, valid for food, not alcoholic beverages, and merchandise. And the offer is redeemable at HOA locations. Whether you're doing Captain Carryout, Captain Carryout or dining in with Dale, Hooters is the solution. Hooters is the best. And that's why Hooters rocks with the garage guys. That's it. It's the truth, too. Don't ever let anyone tell you any different because they'll even tell you themselves. Um, so just before we kick everything off, <clears throat> we uh, we're here. Uh, it's, it's bittersweet. We're at the end of everything this weekend. We're, we're going out with a bang. And if you have not checked out playback.tv yet, this is the weekend to do it. This weekend, Dale and I will be streaming the races Friday, Saturday and Sunday. That's right. Truck night in America on playback.tv slash garage guys. Nasfinity Saturday, better than college football in America. That will be on playback.tv slash garage guys. And then the NASCAR World Series Super Bowl Cup Championship will be on playback.tv slash garage guys. There's no need to watch this race on your television this weekend. You watch it at playback.tv 
slash garage guys. We will have all three races streaming. We will be in there. Get inside of that channel, that room that is there for you. You can watch the race right there on your screen. And then you'll also see bubbles with me and Dale. And we'll have some guests as well along this weekend. So do not forget that. That's where you watch the race. If you are a, a, a Garage Guys listener, you are a watcher of Dale Center, a watcher of bringing Winston back, you partake in the free Discord. Where do we watch the race? I don't care where you are. I want you to say it right now. Say it with me. Playback.tv slash Garage Guys. That's where you're watching the race this weekend. And I'm excited to kick that off. Playback is an amazing application so uh it's where we're going to be doing a lot of streams and who knows who knows what we're gonna do in the off season yeah i can't wait for that playbacks like this state-of-the-art software company that allows you to watch us commentate give our thoughts while also watching the race itself it's really really cool and i haven't seen anything like it uh, you sign in with your either your your YouTube TV, uh, your Hulu, whatever you watch your live sports on. Direct TV. And you're able to watch it. Yeah. Like any me. of that shit. Comcast or Xfinity. I mean, mm-hmm. so, yeah, there you go. Not sponsored by any big TV uh, providers, but we'll say them for the sake that you know that you're watching the race on playback.tv slash garage guys this weekend so tell everyone you know that's where you're watching the race this weekend you're watching it with us uh you don't have a choice you have to watch it with us and uh we'll see you in the chat so we're gonna keep a tally mark of everybody in the chat like you have to at least come in and just say hey i'm here that's all you have to say so everybody that listens to the show playback.tv slash garage guys just come on there go to the chat say hey i'm here and then we'll we'll, we'll have mark so we will call roll We'll do a roll call. <clears throat> you think we should do a roll call? We'll get all of our uh, oh yeah thousand plus Discord members to do roll call with. No doubt, no mm-hmm. doubt. Yeah, that'll happen. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and move away from that now, and talk about what everybody has been talking about, and that is that uh, Ross Chastain and Christopher Bell have made the championship four alongside Joey Logano and Chase Elliott. What a world! We were both wrong. Uh, with our per, per, predictions on who would make it here, I think everybody was wrong with their predictions of who would make it here. So we had some uh, odd defiers, and I have a lot to say about it. Uh, and I know that you probably do as well. You got to actually watch the race at Martinsville, and I was it was the I picked a hell of a race, I guess, to uh to not watch the race because i had some uh some bachelor festivities with the boys one of my best friends is getting married so we had kind of it was the only day that all the other guys involved could do it so you know had to make a little bit of a sacrifice it's not every day your best friend gets married so uh i heard i didn't miss much of a race but the last 100 laps were great and then of course the the move that shook the world the video game wall ride that Ross Chastain pulled out of his ass from GameCube. So yeah, there's that. So I'll, I'll Dale, I'm just going to like, let you kind of talk a little bit about this race, break it down a little bit for us and, uh, and let's roll. Yeah. It wouldn't be a, a race in 2022 without Denny Hamlin giving one away. Uh, 
talk about the guys that missed the championship for William Byron, Denny Hamlin, two of those guys. And then, um, <coughs> excuse me, Ryan Blaney. Oh. Yeah, Ryan Blaney and uh, Kyle Larson. Or Chase Briscoe, I should say. I'm sorry. Which Briscoe almost pulled it out of his ass there at the end. But it wouldn't be a race in 2022 without Denny Hamlin being the guy and then giving it away there towards the end, which after Austin Dillon crashed, Christopher Bell's pit crew stepped up, got him track position, I guess, from like fourth to first. And then Denny Hamlin goes from first to fourth. Then you get to the point where it becomes exciting within the last 50 laps or so. Pitch strategy takes over. Or I think it was with 20 to go, maybe. Uh, after Seabell was running away with it, Blaney was in second, I think. And then you had Chase Elliott, Hamlin, uh, all up there in the top five throughout the day. 20 to go, caution comes out. And then Chase Briscoe, I thought, had won the race. It was, as you said earlier, the last 100 laps was really the the storyline point of the race. Everything else was typical, close to what we saw in the spring where you could not pass. It was very, very tough to pass. Christopher Bell was one of the guys that could and had worked his way through the field. Denny Hamlin was the same. He had worked his way to the lead and had dominated the majority of the race, winning both the first two stages. Pitch strategy split everything up with about 20 to go. And Chase Briscoe had the lead on 100-lap old tires with his teammate behind him, and I thought he had it won. I really thought Briscoe had shocked the world. Me too. And I was right there with you, man. I was uh, I, I literally watching the replay because like, I only bet on Ryan Blaney to win this race. I tried to one-shot wonder again. And I think I'm going to one-shot wonder one last time just because, you know, win or lose, it's just always good to do a one-shot wonder. And I, but I feel like doing it on the championship weekend is just kind of like whatever, you know? Like, there's well, you a, know, a one-shot wonder on championship weekend. I did it last year with Larson. And and honestly, like, and I've been this would be my fourth year betting on the championship race. The 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 championship weekend is like the one of the worst betting weekends for NASCAR when it comes to just value and like uh making a typically at least making like a, a huge profit because the books know the majority of the time somebody in the championship four. And all three NASCAR National Series typically wins the race. So they basically just saturate those four guys' odds down to like plus 200, plus 300, and whatever. So it kind of gives you an opportunity to just pick one guy and be like, all right, well, I'm, I'm rolling with this dude, which we'll have our championship predictions at the end of the show. But going back to that, those last 15 laps, nobody was catching Chase Briscoe for a minute. And he still had Cole Custer behind him as a pick. And he was, I mean, he was pulling away. He was running the fastest laps on the track. And then finally they sort themselves out behind. Keselowski actually passes Cole Custer first. And I think Keselowski was on two tires. I thought Keselowski had the race one because he was catching Chase Briscoe. Seabell comes up behind him. And Keselowski just had one bad corner where he got sideways off of turn two. And then Christopher Bell pounced, took that spot. And then it was a good battle for the lead. And, and finally, they all just started freight training Chase Briscoe. It was a great, very, very dramatic last 20 laps because 
You also have the battle with Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain. Denny is working as hard as he can. He's passing guys, making up points, did everything he had to do to put himself back in a spot where he was going to advance and he was going to transfer. And then as Christopher Bell takes a checkered flag, you just look in the background and you see a car. It doesn't even look realistic. You see a red car just fucking flying in the corner at 130 miles an hour. Everybody else is going about 40 to 50 in the corner. And it's Ross Chastain, as you said, on the fucking Nintendo GameCube NASCAR Chase for the Cup 2005, which I love that he said that because I feel like a lot of people played on the PlayStation on those games. No, I was on GameCube, too. Like yeah. I played Chase with the Cup on the GameCube also, so I was like, hell yeah. I think that shows what kind of people y'all are, yeah, because it's like a PlayStation 2 is like mecca, you know? It's like, nah, just going against the grain. Fuck the PlayStation, dude. Yeah. I, I've, I've never even once owned a PlayStation in my life. That's I, went from, I went from Nintendo to Xbox. I think that was a great transition. Yeah, but the GameCube, GameCube was goaded, dude. Super Smash Brothers Melee was amazing. All the um, uh, Mario Kart Double Dash, amazing. NASCAR Thunder, you could play in the GameCube as well, which is I did. And then NASCAR Chase for the Cup as well. And this move just had me jaw dropped, man. I was actually watching it on my phone, traveling back from Nashville, and I was going fucking berserk. My friends were like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, I I'd never... No, I, I, it, no one has ever seen anything like it. And w- immediately, when it showed the replay, and Jeff Burton was talking about it, it didn't even look real. It still does not look like a real thing that happened. Because mentioned earlier, at Martinsville is like the it's like the slowest point you can go at, at any corner in NASCAR, at least on an oval. I think they're like at Circuit of the Americas, you get down pretty slow. In a couple of their tight corners, maybe Road America too, but these guys slow down to like 40 to 50 miles per hour at Martinsville. And he shifted into fifth gear and is going 130 entering the corner. That is what makes it look impossible. And the cameraman, whoever the camera guy was that was able to stick with his car. When he was going that fast is fucking impressive. I mean, if I was the cameraman, I would have shit myself like, what is happening right now? This dude just hit the nitrous like fucking back to the future shit. Like, yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And I think I I feel like I disagree with a lot of people on this or a lot of people disagree with me. I think there needs to be a rule for it because this car is so durable. And the cars don't have enough horsepower, especially these shorter tracks. You could get away with this move, maybe at a couple of other tracks. And I would not rule Phoenix out. I would not rule Phoenix out. They have a very short, they have a very short distance to the to the start finish line after turn four. And that, I mean, I'm just saying, I don't think it's it's certainly not as likely at a track like Phoenix because it's just wider you're carrying more speed throughout the corner but could work at a, a couple other tracks and you can do come back to martinsville next year you never i mean you don't want all these guys doing it on the last lap just to protect from everyone else behind them doing it so i don't know i think i think it's badass though if it's like 
Ross Chastain just defied the odds and and now a rule has to come of it. Like that's how cool shit happens, dude. But at the end of the day, it was it was the most legendary move in the history of NASCAR, in my opinion. And that that's yeah, that's what I think. No, I mean, everything you're saying is true. Go, going back to what you said about doing it at Phoenix and stuff, like I'm not going to sit here and say that I haven't tested the waters at some period of time because, you know, as a person that, you know, does pride himself as being a console gamer and not really more of the iRacing style, I haven't really got into it. I will say that, you know, in turn two at Phoenix, I may have tried to do that if I had to start at the back of the pack before, you know, and I may have gotten around a good bit of cars. But at the same time, you know, people are I feel like the drivers can be smart enough to know that, like, you know, that is a last lap move that that's all that is. You're going to fuck up the whole side of your car. So it's like that. I, I don't know about the rule thing, because I'm like, you know what? If there's like eight guys that want to be dumb enough to try that, like, let's see it. Let's see what happens there. There's not the though. cars. The cars are so durable. And it's the last lap, so anything goes. If you fuck up the car, like, yeah, oh well. But yeah. uh, here's yeah, the people thing. like Joey pissed off. Kyle Larson was mad about that, which blew my mind and a lot of other minds as well in the dirt racing world, because there is so many times that like dirt racers would like do that to get a win. And I actually firsthand spoke to somebody that races dirt to get, you know, the, the, the international chase station is also half owned by a dirt car racer, late, you know, late model dirt car racer. So, you know, even speaking to him about it, the first thing that morning he called me, it was like, what did you think about the move? And I get on the phone with him and we talked for about 35 minutes about it. And he was just like, I was just really just blown away that like Larson said what he said about it. And in a sense, I kind of was too. And I went back and I watched everything that was, that was spoken. Like it didn't surprise me that Joey Logano had something to say about it. Uh, they're calling him the wall cop on Corey LaJoy's show. They literally like pasted his face on Paul Blart, which I thought was hilarious. It's, it does belong there. It fits really well. Um, you know, so it didn't surprise me of that. But yeah, Kyle Larson's comment did surprise me. It's like, I don't know. I just feel like what Ross did was truly a BWB move. Like I may even like start a new category on my show now, like the BWB, you know, uh, the, the person each week, like random people can send me pictures of doing stuff. That's like, you know, a total Winston move, whatever you want to call it like helping to bring it back. Like Ross won that. If that is a thing on the show, you know, here's, here, so. here's, here, here's what I think. And I'm on both sides with Kyle Larson, but ultimately I think that if this move happens again, it's not, it's just not cool anymore. That we, that's when you get to the point where it starts becoming kind of a joke or kind yeah. of embarrassing. I think that's why I think there should be a rule for it because at Martinsville, if you were within two seconds of the leader, which at Martinsville, two seconds is a lot. That is a massive margin. If you're within two seconds of the leader, hypothetically, you could have won the race if you had done that move and executed it like Ross did. So prime example, we come back to Martinsville and say next year in the spring, uh, uh, let's say the first seven cars are separated by two seconds. Like it's, Caution to come out late. It's a sprint to the finish. 
you don't want the top seven drivers or the top six drivers all doing this move on the final corner just to protect from the seventh place car doing it. And I, I think that's something that le- that could legitimately happen because if there's no rule against it and seventh place is like, all right, yeah, let's do it. All these other guys in front of them could be thinking and could be hearing from their crews. Hey, we need to protect because this guy's going to try that wall ride move and he can, he could do it. He, if, because based on Ross Chastain's lap time, he ran two seconds faster than what everybody else was running. If you can clear two seconds just in one corner, that's from one fucking corner, Chase. Like these guys and teams will defend from it. So you just don't want everybody on the final lap doing a damn wall ride move. Like it's a fucking simulation. Like the AI just, it's like an iRacing or, or in any NASCAR game, the AI just like malfunctioned and everybody just hit the wall at the same time. Yeah. You can't have that in a sport. It, it will, it will go, it will go from really fucking cool for, with what Ross did this past Sunday to potentially a joke. And you just Even, don't want that to happen. I think we've seen the peak of, of this move, at least at this kind of racetrack, like Kyle Larson and uh, Sheldon Creed both tried it at Darlington. Well, Darlington is a lot different because Darlington, your optimal line is by the wall anyway, right? You're always driving by the wall to make speed. So that's totally different than on a, at a tiny short track with a very, very, curved apex a very tight apex corner trying it and just fucking slamming the wall doing it there's a little bit of a difference there too so i think the move has reached its max potential it's an unbelievably awesome global event for nascar which who would have guessed that that would have been a global storyline right you got fernando alonso talking about it you got f1 guys talking about it like it's huge and it's awesome. And it put a great eye on the sport in that regard. But I think if it starts happening more and more, it just won't be cool anymore. Yeah, no, if it keeps happening, if it's an everyday thing, you're right. But I mean, I feel like there are some tracks where even if they do, like you have to understand, it doesn't matter if a rule's made or not. There is no, there's not a lot of guys out there in the field that are, that are going to do that, that are going to try because they know what the repercussions are. Not everybody's going to be able to hang on to something like that, you know? So yeah, if it w- if it were to happen again and a bunch of guys did it, I mean, you're going to have a fucking pile up. That's all it's going to happen. Well, that's the thing though, is if, if, if it's this race next year, I don't think it matters who the driver is. Teams will say, look, you know, we only have a two point cushion. And what if four guys behind you, all do that move because they think they can do it to win. Then then even Kyle Larson, he'll do it because Cliff Daniels will be like, look, you need to protect. So I don't care. I don't think it matters who the driver is. Like if it if a championship's on the line, these guys, I mean, they'll do it. If a if a race win is on the line, I think they'll do it because their yeah. teams will say, this is what we got to do to protect our chance of winning, our chance of advancing to a championship. So that's where that's just where we got to be careful. And it let sounds the rule like be made then let the rule be made then because I don't think you should let it happen like, again. Bet on it, bet on like uh like Cody Ware to win. You have this giant pile up. Here comes Cody. Yeah, you know, plus three hundred thousand. Just just made bank. You break and DraftKings all over again. <laughs> no, we would just know like at Martinsville, you just you bet on the guys way towards the bottom of the tier because of the possibility of that happening. 
And everybody crashes. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, all I'm saying is, is at the end of the day, it was great. It did bring a lot of attention to the sport. I don't really know if I'm wanting to make rules. I feel like there's too many rules as is. There's not a lot of tracks you can do that at. And Martinsville is obviously one of the tracks where you can do it. So you even had Chase Briscoe. He was one of the guys I thought was hilarious. They showed his in-car footage and you hear his crew chief saying like, like, look out on the wall and you just hear Chase go, that is the most coolest thing I've ever seen. Like straight yeah. says yeah. that. And he had, and ju- he had just home. been eliminated. Yeah, he was eliminated from the championship. That made his day after elimination, right? He goes home. He's playing NASCAR ignition, you know, and look, this is in good fun. We know the guys that made the game, but, you know, he was trying to do the wall ride and it would like kick him out. I mean, he's lucky the car didn't go in a black hole. You know, he was trying really hard and he just like, we got to make these video games more realistic. So Chase Briscoe is a giant fan of it. He's a dirt guy. Um, and, and you had some other people that just, you know, came out and said, if I'd have thought about that, I would have tried it. But it's like Daniel Suarez said on race hub, he said, there's like two things that have to happen for you to do that. You got to be crazy and you got to have balls. Like that's literally like, he didn't specifically say you have to have balls, but he hinted at, you know, what one of the things are and that, you know, it's balls. So Ross Chastain crazy. He's got, he's got a wild look to him sometimes and you know, he's got balls. So he did it. He made it happen. And he also put the sport on the map with it. Justin Marks was saying in an interview yesterday, he was like, you know, we thought we were going to bring a lot of attention to, you know, NASCAR and to the team through just having Armando, which is Pitbull being a part of it. No, it's like now we're kind of evolved past that. This is a race team. He was like, you know, you got so many thousands of people or hundreds of people, whatever, that are working. And it all comes down to one guy on Sunday. And Ross did what it took to make it happen. And not only did he do that, but check out some of these numbers just based off of social media interactions of that video and what it did. Twitter had around 30 million people. TikTok, around 53 million people, almost 54 million people. Facebook, 13 million. And then YouTube, like 2.9 million or so. There was some stats up on Twitter I saw and I wrote down the numbers yesterday. That's the amount of people that interacted and saw this video. I mean, you got people all around the world. You go to Google right now, type in NASCAR wall rides going to pop up behind it. These are the kind of things that have to happen. These are the moments. This is the, what was the Kyler Murray, Larry Fitzgerald, Hail Mary, like two years ago in football or a year ago. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. Sorry. I'm old school guy. Um, So, you know, it's those kind of moments, man, that, that make, you know, history and that, and that bring people together and they're like, holy shit, this is cool. This is awesome. So with that kind of exposure that it got, it's easily going to have an effect on the championship weekend. Cause now, even if people don't watch it, they're like, Oh, somebody gonna do some crazy shit like that this week. It might disappoint them a little bit. Cause probably not, but you know, there's uh th- there's good that does come from it at the end of the day. And, you know, like I said, I just feel like if somebody has the the nuts to to go out there and do something like that, then they will. I just don't think a lot of drivers, even if it wasn't a rule set, I don't think a ton of people would try it because there's too much pride in the garage. People don't. Oh, I just get like that. People don't want to. People don't want to be like, oh, I had to w- ride a wall to get points or to get. A I win. don't think they care, dude. Like when it comes oh. to winning a championship, all that shit's out. Some the window. care. We've some seen. of them care. 
I, I would bet 100% any driver in the championship for this year or last year would do it. Like, no question in my mind. If it, if a winning a championship was a possibility, they would do it 110%. I just think this opens Pandora's box. There's going to be a lot more wilder, grittier types of things happen. And we truly are getting back to what made it exciting. That was some Dale Earnhardt shit. It was straight. Absolutely. Yeah. It was the grass, the grass thing. What, what race was that? The grass pass. That it, was a, did? it was an all-star race in, in, uh, in Charlotte that, in which it's funny. Cause it, it was never actually a pass, but like, yeah, everybody compares it to that. And uh, there was another time. I don't, I don't know what year it was when Earnhardt, I think it was at Riverside road course just went straight through the dirt and passed like three cars. Like it's something like that, right? Like Dale Earnhardt would think of that kind of shit. And Ross Chastain has proven that he is not scared to to think of ways to be similar to Dale Earnhardt, even though it's pro- it's for sure not his goal. But at the end of the day, I mean, he just people people there. There's actually surprisingly, like especially on TikTok, there's people that have dissed the move, and which people on TikTok are the, are the just the most remarkably unintelligent beings on, on this planet young facebook and tiktok comments oh facebook too yeah but no tiktok true. is young facebook yeah TikTok okay facebook for young people yes absolutely <laughs> um, us twitter there, there's yeah. actually a lot of people that have shit on the move like you said the move is stupid at the end of the day it was it's probably the smartest move in the history of nascar yeah i think it is the most genius move ever performed it just shows you how smart that motherfucker is, dude. Like, he had no chance of passing anybody. None. His car was shit, dude. And and well, it just in that, yeah, they didn't they didn't bring enough. And he even said that, like, they just didn't have it. They were the weakest out of the four championship contenders. But like in that situation, he's like a full straightaway behind anybody. There's no chance he could have made up any spots. And he found a way. I mean. The most genius move in the history of the sport. I, that's that's. I don't know what else to say about it. That's what I think. It's the greatest move in the history of the sport. Most legendary move. It's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, I, I've watched it. I, I've, I've watched it today. I've watched it this morning. I've watched it so many times, man. It is. It's just absurd that it even happened. And he and Trackhouse deserve all the credit and and. They might go fucking win a championship now because of it. But I will say, I, I hope a move like this doesn't happen in the championship race, like a, a wall ride. I think it it, it becomes, it, it's if it happens again and, and more and more, it starts delegitimizing the competition a little bit for, for reasons I said earlier, like if everybody did it at Martinsville last lap. I don't know if it would work at Phoenix, but it could. I think there's I a chance know, because of where the start finish line is. It's kind of like not really in there's like, like you said, there's a really small turn, but I don't think that's enough of a, of a launch like Martinsville. It gives you that just straight up, just you swing, dude, you got that hook right there. So like that right there just propelled him. That would be my thing about Phoenix is like the track is so wide. It's like it, it, anybody can, you can create speed get and get to the finish line quicker by cutting the corner on the bottom right and you're carrying more speed right like the big thing about martinsville chastain's going 100 miles an hour faster than everybody because you're braking so hard phoenix you're braking but you're also you're kind of letting it roll and getting back to the gas 
sooner and you're you're certainly not slowing down at 50 or 60 miles an hour in the corner so i don't know i think it could be possible to do but very very unlikely compared to to martinsville yeah absolutely so now that we've kind of talked about that, another reaction, and I have two two other things I kind of want to talk about before we get into Saturday, and then uh, I, I give a statement on Chris Bell and our predictions. Um, Denny Hamlin, you know, there was an opportunity, and I think that Denny was trying to, to rough him and turn him a little bit. I did uh, catch some of the end of that race, and when they were really close to each other, you could see where Denny was kind of bumping him a little bit and moved. But just like we've said all year, Ross Chastain's car is a magnet and it really showed how much of a magnet it was after he propelled himself off of a wall. Um, but he, he knows what he needs to do and how to keep that car steady, which is nice. Denny after the race was so calm and just giggly, like, like, a it was just like, he was just perplexed as well because when they asked him, he was just like, yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was something like that was, that was pretty crazy. Like he wasn't, he didn't he, seem he didn't mad. Go. He acknowledged it. It was a good move. Well, I mean, I, I feel like I would act the same because Too there's shy. nothing, there's really nothing he could do. Right. Like yeah. he had done his, at the end of that race, he had done his job. He, he was in a bad spot. He made up positions and had a two point cushion to that transfer cut line. I mean, he was in, he had it and to lose that way. And I had tweeted about this. It's so ironic that, Chastain passed him coming to the line. Like, not that he needed to, because he had already made up enough points, but like, it's so ironic that one of the best, biggest storylines of the season, which was Ross versus Denny, comes down to that. Ross is like, I'm still here, motherfucker. Look so he up. Had him beat, even if he wouldn't have passed him. Yes. He just passed one car, right? He had to pass, what was it, Joey Logano? Noel, he pat he was down two points and he passed five cars. He made it by like three points. So even points. if and this is what was crazy to me about it, let's say that you know he he does get that pass, doesn't get around, you know, Denny or whatever, doesn't get the fourth place finish. Brad Keselowski, or even if he got disqualified, Brad K finished up high and he got disqualified. So his car, he had to go all the way to the back. Even if this whole thing didn't happen other than the, the two cars that he passed, I mean, we're still looking at a world where Denny didn't make a championship. That would have been a lot more grueling. I would, yeah, I read that. Well, I read that, yeah, if Chastain didn't do the move and Brad K got, which Brad K got DQ'd, that would have changed, that would have changed something. Uh, where Ross or Denny would have had to get. He just had Ross, to make one car. Ross would have gotten the spot the final spot in the championship like six hours later when they DQ'd Brad. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It, it really doesn't matter though. It doesn't no. matter because Ross made that move. And I just think it's fucking hilarious. What they're saying I, is you look at he, the storyline, like you look at what we would be talking about this week. It was, it's so much better that it worked out this way. Oh yeah, for yep. sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing we could thank Ross Chastain for and his massive testicles. Big ball, big ball, Ross, uh, big hoss, Ross. I don't know. We'll, we'll find a good name for him, but, uh, but yeah, so that was just some, some crazy stuff. Chris bell winning this race. I mean, that was all just down to strategy and I'm just here. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it now. No, they were just faster. They were just faster than everybody. 
and I didn't expect Toyota to do good. I had, I had, uh, I thought that Bubba would be the top Toyota did not happen. Um, he finished eighth, they get a top 10. So shout out to that. But yeah, the plus 1500 will have to wait another day, uh, for top Toyota. And then, you know, with, it just it, it it was pretty cool to see that they fixed some things with Yoda because they were just trash can in the in the spring, man. So well, they brought they brought Kyle Busch a, a literal fucking golf cart. I mean, he was getting passed by like BJ McLeod under green flag. He was unbelievably slow. And they gave him the Denny setup. That was the Denny setup from spring. That's what yeah. they. Did. But Denny, like Denny, Denny really had the best car, I think. And, and C Bell just gradually worked his way through the field. And I, I'm just so impressed. Like I, I've been kind of waiting for the C Bell breakout. Like I've been real high on C Bell his whole like since the Xfinity series when he was dominant. But I don't think many people thought he could win the Roval, which he needed some fucking luck to win the Roval. Let's just say it. That was luck. But, it was a luck race. It was a sign on on the ground. However, he did he did win it in a clutch situation, and then he just backed it up in another clutch must-win situation, which is, by the way, being so overshadowed by the Ross Chastain thing. Kind of like it sucks for him, but I, he probably doesn't care. Uh, he's going to be fighting for a championship this weekend anyway. But I'm so impressed with Christopher Bell because in two must-win situations, literally had to win or go home. In the same exact in the same playoff season, got it done twice. To me, it's like divine intervention at this point. And Christopher Bell is a short, flat track king, as I've always said. So I just can't. It's crazy. It's crazy that they're in this championship four with a after a mediocre first half of the season. Come and you win New Hampshire, kind of not squeak into the playoffs, but you you. Not the most, not the biggest threat, I guess it would be a better way to put it. Not the biggest threat to win the championship by the time he entered the playoffs. Don't have a lot of playoff points. And then now here we are, championship four, and Denny Hamlin goes home because of it. For whom the bell tolls. Um, and I just want to say this publicly. I uh, I was watching him kind of celebrate. I did see some forehead wrinkles. So I'm going to have to just come out and say he is he is graduated. He is no longer a child. Um, he is a man. And, you know, it, I thought about it at first and I was like, it's going to hurt me to say that. But, you know, it's I, I have to give respect where respect is due. You know, I'm a man of reason when it comes to that. And I will say that, you know, I uh, I no longer uh, really have any shit to talk about Chris Bell. And I will now probably be betting on him some. I'm, I'm proud of him. He really showed what mattered from the moment I started talking shit about him. He's gradually gotten better and better. Uh, I will take credit for making him better on uh, on races. So well, how about credit for that? And how about whenever we I'm, I'm, I'm almost on. I will take full credit. I will remove the child card and I will uh, I will just I will tell people if they ask me that. Yeah, Chris Bell is a, is a man. I'll say it. He's a man. Well, how about whenever we are? I like to take credit for this, but there's a guy that commented this on, I think it was on Dale Center or or the or one of our betting preview shows that we were doing. When I was asking for a cool, we need a cool nickname for Christopher Bell. This is back in like August. 
and somebody said hell's bell and i was like holy fuck we got to do it and i talked about it for a while and obviously you hated it disagree with it but ever since the hell's bell nickname came in the guy's a different person he's been a different person he's hell's bell christopher hell's bell yeah that nickname has propelled him to a championship run potentially well it's that it's that in a mixture of you know the pressure that i added by calling him a child um and yeah that's fair i will say you know the for whom the bell tolls is probably one most people would jump to shout to metallica but you know the hell's bells thing it, it is a thing now you know he grows a goatee you know he tries to maybe joins a biker gang or something like that that would be some cool things he could do you know show up to the track in a leather cut um, those are some things that I would that I would really like to see out of him now to really, you know, carry that nickname well, because he's got to carry the nickname, right? He's got to carry Hell's Bell. So, you know, we're gonna um we're gonna have to just really, you know, find a way to to truly get him in touch with his bad boy side. He's got to show a little bad boyness out there. So goatee is a must for Chris Bell at, at some point. So we're gonna have to infiltrate his uh his people and talk to them and uh and help him make sure that he keeps that going i mean gillette's gonna have to kick something up at some point i mean he would be a perfect face for the young guns you know like a biker gang of nascar if he wanted to start that so we just we got a lot we got a lot to work on but uh we need to to mail him like some beard growth like a beard growth kit mm -hmm. yeah he can't have a mustache he's not a mustache guy whatsoever he he is definitely like a fu manchu you know, like we've got to send him like some credence Clearwater revival, you know, get him a Harley. Like that's that's the Chris Bell that I see in my mind now. That's him. That's I just wanted to I just wanted to like surprise the world and just at, if he wins the championship after this year, he just shows up in February with just a fucking massive beard and everybody's like, mm-hmm. Who the fuck is this homeless guy? And then it's like, oh no, that's just Hell's Bell. You know, like beard, like like Anchorman two beard, like yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you could have birds. Joyce, <laughs> <laughs> that guy. You could have birds living in your beard type of beard. <laughs> yeah, he's got the full blown nest. Yes, uh, it would be great. Yeah, so yeah, all credit to Christopher Bell. He's he's okay in my book now. No more bullshit from me. He is Hell's Bells. It is all the way in and, uh, and, and proud of the guy. Cool to see him make a championship and, uh, he's going to be fighting for it for Yoda. So he's got that. And plus at Phoenix, you got like a mountain with fucking Toyota on it. Like, like it's Hollywood for Toyota. So, I mean, it's like the gods are shining upon him. NASCAR has already written an article saying why Joey Logano will win a championship. So, you know, he's not going to win. So, you know, it, it's an, it's an, it's a possibility now. I'll say that. I feel like anything NASCAR.com writes gets jinxed. Like they had Ryan Blaney pace it all over Martinsville. And that that really hurt me last week, too, because that was my one shot wonder guy. And then like everybody and their mom was like, Ryan Blaney. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, I have to stick with my 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 word now. But it's like it's that same shit we always talk about when everybody's on something. It just never plays out. Yep. No. Yeah. And Blaney's been. Man, probably one of the more disappointing cup drivers to bet on this year, at least to win him and Truex and Kyle. Martin, no, we can't put him in the same combo as Martin. He's pretty. I mean, I mean no can't. one is in the, no one is in the same combo as like, yeah, Martin in prison. But Get some I mean, insurance. Him and Kyle Busch are close when it comes to the amount of races I bet on them to win, and races where they probably should have won or had like the best car. And remember, as I say, I don't think Blaney had the best car this weekend. 
Mm-mm. I think Denny Hamlin did, and I think Christopher Bell was was close. But and Blaney was was certainly close. He had I definitely had a top four race car, maybe a top three. But when Blaney has the best car and is expected to win, he never wins ever, 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 yeah. ever. Well, we're gonna we'll keep that in mind moving forward for one shot wonder bets, especially when we get to 2023. But uh, moving into Xfinity, so Saturday I did get to watch the race, um, and it was it was a little bit different. It was kind of like you know it turned into the to the Ty Gibble show after a while. There was a lot of cautions, a lot of restarts towards the end. I think that on the the stream, me and Tony from Locks Don't Lie were on there. And we were talking and I told him and I told everybody watching, I said, we're going to have at least eight cautions here. We counted them down. We had eight cautions. The race ended under caution. And it also ended in controversy when Ty Gibbs wrecked his teammate for the win and then compared himself to Jesus after it happened. That's which an all time move. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big moment. You had a guy that came to the track dressed as Jesus Maybe the real Jesus, who knows? Maybe he has a fake beard. You know, we we weren't around. We we don't know those truths. So, you know, Jesus is at the track on Sunday looking for Ty. He's got a bone to pick with him. Uh, you know, everybody's pissed. Everybody was cheering in the crowd, just like, thank you, grandpa, which I thought was just hysterical. Like, like what what a thing to just be chanted at. Like the, your whole career is going to be defined by this. And now they're saying there's going to be a, you know, Joe came out and was like, there's going to be some kind of punishment and this and that. You're not punishing him. Get out of here. You're not punishing your grandkid for going to the championship for Brandon Jones is going to junior motorsports. Like, you're not going to do shit. I'm sorry. Joe ain't going to do nothing to his grandson. Yeah, I think, well, that the move won me a lot of money, but I, I'm a fair person and it was disgraceful. It was absolutely disgraceful to wreck your teammate like that. And it, it made me, I don't care what Coy Gibbs, which is Ty's dad has come out to the public and said, I don't care what Joe Gibbs has come out to the public and said, there has been a, a clear precedent set for Ty Gibbs that he can do whatever the fuck he wants at any time. And Joe Gibbs will do nothing. And Joe, this is, this isn't a race team thing. This isn't an organizational thing. This isn't like a Joe Gibbs racing deal. Joe Gibbs personally, to me, Joe Gibbs personally has set this precedent himself by allowing Ty to do this. Joe Gibbs is telling us all that this is okay. And like I said, I don't give a shit what he says after. It doesn't matter. That is like the worst case scenario for a driver to do to his teammate, which is Ty Gibbs is already locked in the championship for of course you want to win a race, right? Like, everybody wants to win. Ty Gibbs has that fire. He wants to win any race he's in. He competes in. And even if you want to move somebody out of the way, you want to bump and run, like, that is a normal, beautiful part of, of NASCAR racing. But when you just drive in, like, I don't think he had any intention of fully slowing down or hitting the brake until he knew he was going to smoke the 19. Like his his center breaking point was when he made contact with the rear bumper of that 19 car. I mean, he drove it in so hard and just wrecked the shit out of him. He wasn't even turning yet by the time he wrecked him. That's blasphemy, dude. To do that to a teammate 
in a championship situation, Joe Gibbs himself has told us with that move that Ty Gibbs can do whatever the fuck he wants with no legitimate consequence. And the series has taken notice. And this has also been overshadowed by with the Ross Chastain deal on Sunday, as expected, uh, to be overshadowed just by the cup race because that Sunday cup race is always ridiculous at Martinsville. But cup drivers were tweeting about it. And Denny Hamlin had the one that stuck out to me the most. Denny Hamlin tweeted right after that race ended. He said, I miss JD, which is Joe Gibbs' son who passed away a few years ago. And that right there, like Denny Hamlin <laughs> drives for Joe Gibbs, has driven for Joe Gibbs for uh, 16 years. For him to tweet something like that really fucking speaks volumes. Like JD, like he's basically saying he doesn't think JD would let that shit happen. No. Joe Gibbs has told us that he will let Ty do whatever the fuck he wants. That's that's all it is. And spare, that's not a good deal. Spare the rod, spoil the child. That's that's what's happened with Ty Gibbs. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Child spoiled. Uh, you know, if if Joe Gibbs is God, uh Ty is the devil. You know, keep your keep your your friends close and your enemies closer. So, you know, you got the devil and the angel on your shoulder, like Ty's the devil, Joe's the angel, but Ty is not on, Ty's on the angel's shoulder now. He's like, grandpa, you know, but, but, but I'm, but I'm just wanting to win. You're going to punish me for trying to be a winner. Like, and that's all it takes, dude. Grandparents are soft. I mean, it's the truth. They're, They're old. They're brittle. They've been around for a long time. I mean, I couldn't even shake Joe Gibbs hand, man. He just kind of stared at it. Didn't really know what to do. So, I mean, you know, when you're in that kind of a mindset, I mean, you'll let anything go. So like Joe Gibbs has become this villain now in NASCAR. No, the way they, the no way way they will ever be a villain. He's not a villain. Dude, I'm talking about the, well, I mean, he's letting maybe, maybe not him specifically, but like the organization has. Yeah. Oh, 100%. The way Ty Gibbs come up, the way they treated Kyle Bush, I think has a lot of people. I mean, all of Kyle Busch Nation, which is a fuck ton of people, is is very unhappy with with how he was treated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think and even Den- Denny Hamlin tweeting that is a big deal, man. That's a big deal. That is like just goes to a slap in the face to, to the JGR organization. Well, they they uh, you know, I think they he's on the way out. They kind of deserve it. I'll be straight. They kind of do because. You know, we, we've seen it firsthand this year when you won't even let, uh, you know, two two young men make a video with an older man about a hot dog. That's where all this started. OK, and I, and I will not forget. I will not forget and I will not forgive. Um, but so I'm just going to say, like, yeah, that whole organization, <laughs> I, I think that Ty is actually running it and he's using his grandfather as a puppet. So that's what's happening here. Yeah, probably so. I just I, I like to think about like like. Maybe Rick Hendrick, I think, from another owner who's also getting up there on age, like if his son, which Ricky, Ricky did race before he had passed away, if Ricky did something like this, I feel like Rick Hendrick would just fucking beat his ass, dude. Yeah. Joe Gibbs and just, yeah, like you said, he's kind of, what you said, he's kind of brittle or these yeah. old, little, little I mean, old brittle bones. He, he, he can't think good anymore. I think I think COVID fucked him up, dude. Because I'm telling you, whenever 
whenever I saw him at Atlanta, he had on that mask. He came up. I was just like, hey, coach. He just literally I've never in my life met a person like either like a gonna, soulless robot. Yeah, dude. Like either either like if I go to like shake someone's hand, they're either going to ball up a fist because that lets me know, hey, I don't want no germs. And that's fine. And I'll dab you or whatever. This man just like stopped. He just stopped walking and just stared at my hand. And he looked up at me and then he just handed me a Joe Gibbs game plan for life. And he said, okay. And then he walked away. Man is broken. Like he <laughs> literally like a camera goes on him and like, there's like a transmitter somewhere that just has words that come out of his mouth. I, I don't, I, I just, I feel for it. I don't know what else to say about it. Like he is being, he, he has been hijacked by everybody else in that organization. So it's not the real Joe because the Joe that I know that was a cold motherfucker, dude. He was like, and I think he just had too much time to reminisce on his past when he was with Washington, with the football team back in the gap. And just thinking about all the things he's went through in his life and all the things he's probably done that were just probably just, just over the line. And he's finally just like, I got to just throw my hands up and I just got to pray about it. But like, he doesn't even remember who he's praying to at this point. He just says, God, he probably, you know, he probably forgets his way to church at this point. He doesn't, he's not really sure where to go or what to do. Someone sends him to the store. He comes back empty handed. You know, th these things happen from time to time. So somebody's got to take a, take the range, you know, and I think Ty, Ty is the one that's done it. So like, this is all, this is the Ty show. I mean, he looks like a fucking evil villain standing there with the monster girls beside him every Sunday with an umbrella and a fucking turtleneck. Like who the fuck? Like he looks like he's got a turtleneck on at all times. And everyone knows that turtlenecks are villains. If you wear a turtleneck in real life and you're not just goofing and being like, you know, doing like a skit or whatever, or like you're just being funny and you actually think that that's cool. Like he definitely is a turtleneck and chain kind of guy with an evil face. It's like Dennis from that one episode of it's always sunny in Philadelphia when he, when it was about the mountain in the eighties. He is that guy. He is him. So for all of you that watch that show and that know what I'm talking about, you you get it. You understand. Um, so I like Joe Gibbs. Age yeah. age is a bitch, but yeah, I mean, day, I like him. Way, I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm just saying he's broken. The way they have handled the way they've handled Ty Gibbs, soft as fuck, dude. Soft as fuck, setting a bad precedent, and now. The drivers are on notice and they know they have to take matters into their own hands to teach the kid a lesson because the organization will not teach him a lesson themselves. Who gets the rod? So now, well, Ty Gibbs is going to get the rod for somebody on the track. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Who's going to, who's going to do it? Who's going to, who's going to hit him in the knees? Noah Gragson won't be afraid to do it based on how, how he's been raised this year. I don't think Josh Berry is that kind of driver. If we want to talk about championship guys, like, Josh Berry, Justin Allgaier may not be those guys, even though uh, Gibbs has had a, a conflict with Allgaier earlier in the year. I think it was at Kansas. And, I mean, Brandon Jones has all the right to just take his ass out, dude. He has all the right. I don't think Brandon Jones is that kind of driver. But, I mean, it, when Ty Gibbs gets to the Cup Series, which 99.9% uh, .9 sure will be next year in that number 18 car, he's going to get raced rough by everybody, dude. Like. Drivers know they got to take it in their own hands if the own organization and parents won't teach them a legitimate lesson. So that's where I stand on that. I agree. You want to move in? Let's go ahead and move into the championship. Yeah, let's do. Yeah, championship predictions. I, I love I this. It's always so exciting. Right now. 
I'm looking at truck odds, and um, there's already one thing that sticks out to me the most. Um, ben Rhodes at plus 1,200 on DraftKings. Whoa. Wait, wait, hold on. That can't be to win the truck championship, just to win the race, right? Yeah, it's got to be. to. I, I guess so. I mean, Chandler Smith's plus 300. Majeski is plus 350. Zane is plus 400. Yes. Okay, yeah, that, that's to win the race, because then you got John Hunter also at 4-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, But, yeah, so... This isn't just about the Cup Series this weekend. You got championships being decided in all three NASCAR National Series. And trucks, the final four, Ty Majeski, Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, Chandler Smith. Xfinity, Noah Gragson, Ty Gibbs, Josh Berry, Justin Allgaier. And then Cup, as we've been talking about, Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, and our guy that we hadn't even mentioned once in the show, Chase Elliott, too. So, Elliott. Yeah, uh, Hooters guy, Hooters dude, going for his second championship. I don't know. Odds are interesting. As I kind of mentioned earlier, it's a tough weekend for betting because they saturate everybody's odds that are in the championship four. But there is there are ways you can profit. And, man, parlays are going to be really fun to make for this. But I'll start with trucks. Um, as we said, it's Chandler Smith, Ty Majewski, Zane Smith, and uh, Ben Rhodes. Ben Rhodes is being pretty undervalued. Looking at DraftKings, if you have trucks futures on here, there's yeah. got to be odds for just like the championship winner. No, I don't see any on on DraftKings unless they haven't put them out yet. But I mean, you got Ben Rhodes there. I guess all they're going to do on DraftKings is the winner. Maybe on some other apps there will be. Maybe Caesars. That's really kind of become the uh, the hub for auto race betters. Well, I so. think they'll add it on there. Let's see. Okay, yeah, like Barstool. I got Barstool pulled up. Chalk Championship Series winner, Chandler Smith at plus 180, Ty Majeski plus 200, Zane Smith plus 220, Ben Rhodes plus 650. I like that. But outside of betting, I just, I just, let's just get predictions. I want to know, and I'll let you start, Chucks and Xfinity Cup, who you think are going to win each NASCAR national championship. You know, if I had to take a guess on Trucks, who I think, could really get it done and who's probably closest to getting it done this year you know i want to say chandler i love chandler to death you know that's it's a great guy he is a truck guy getting to hang out with him and talk with him at bristol was cool finally got to catch up i know y'all had a, a pretty tight relationship before that um so getting to kind of really meet him and know him was fun i'd love to see chandler get it done um a lot of people have a lot of hype around majeski I just feel like Zane Smith's about to pull this out of his ass. Uh, I really feel like this is going to be the Zane train uh, truck weekend. And so I think that that's who I'm going to probably roll with on trucks. I'm going to say that Zane Smith becomes the truck champion of 2022. Um, And I love Ben Rhodes, too. Ben is my boy. He's won one last year, and maybe that's why they're undervaluing him. So maybe he'll be the dog that really makes everybody upset in the neighborhood. So that would be cool to see, too. But if I'm just going off of my gut, what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling, I think this is Zane Smith's time, and I think he'll get it done. Uh, For Xfinity, it's the Gregson show. This man has had like two years now to really prepare to understand Phoenix. He has been on the biggest winning spree of all. If he can't get it done, then there's just no hope for humanity. He's going to get this done. Like Noah Gregson is about to become an Xfinity Series champion. He will fight to the line. And if Ty Gibbs tries to fuck that up, he will punch him in his shit. It's that simple. Noah Gregson to win Xfinity Series championship. And I'm going to go on a big limb here. 
And earlier in the year, we saw Ross Chastain finish this race second. I'm going to say Ross Chastain just pulls the craziest shit in the world, and he wins the NASCAR Cup Series championship this year. If he has made it this far, I'm backing it. He is. He has the most watered-down odds out of all the other guys. He is, well, obviously, Chris Bell is plus 400 as well, I think. But I, I just feel like Ross has done this much this year, and then he'll win something and then kind of be dismissed, and people won't think about it. I think this is where we see that that big leapfrog transition. I mean, he's got Ty. Ty Norris is in the booth. He probably is, is just feeding him all this, this stuff that he from the Earnhardt files, you know? So I, I just think it's his time. I think this is where we see it happen, and it's going to surprise and shock a lot of people. I want to see Chase Elliott win. I love my dog. I think that he him winning this will definitely get the – if Chase does win, it'll get the monkey off his back from how people wanted to say he had a Mickey Mouse championship because of 2020, which I think that is complete bullshit because if you actually watch that race – you saw what he was able to do. I mean, you still got to pass cars. You still got to have good pit stops. And that, that's all there is to it. Um, so I would love to see Chase win. But if, if I had to, to say who I really think it is, I think we're going to see Zane Smith, Noah Gregson, Ross Chastain, and I will not be upset if Chase Elliott wins. And that's it. Got you. Trucks is tough. I mean, all of these are tough. All these are tough. It's interesting because in trucks – all these guys are like, I just met Ty after he went to Bristol and had a good talk with him, but we had a good bit with Zane. Like we know Zane's cool. We love Ben. We love Chandler Smith. Like our boys are all in this hunt and it is really tough to pick between these four. Like Ben Rhodes, the problem with them is they just purely just haven't had the speed. Ty Majeski is the hottest right now. And I think when you look at, the most recent short track races. Hell, you could say all the short track races throughout 2022. Ty Majeski collectively has been the best. And then I would say Chandler Smith would be next. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a guy that won this race last year. And it is Kyle Bush Motorsports final race as a Toyota team. And I just tweeted this earlier, but the number 18 has never won a truck series championship. Ooh. And that number 18 has always been like a Joe or not always, but for the most part, that number 18 has been like a Joe Gibbs style number 18, right? Like the, the same one as yeah, like the same number font Kyle Bush has driven. That number 18 has never won a truck championship, which is crazy to believe. But I think Chandler Smith gets it done. I think Chandler Smith is primed. I think KBM wants to go. I mean, they want to go out as a as a champion in Toyota and get this number 18 that we'll probably never see associated with Kyle Busch ever again, uh, a championship. I think that'd be a really cool moment with all the all the terrible news and 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 moments that have happened to Kyle Busch in 2022. This would be this would certainly be an awesome bright spot. And Chandler Smith moving to college racing into the Xfinity series next year, primed to be a new NASCAR superstar. Starts here. I think Chandler Smith wins the truck championship. Ty Majeski's going to be there too. Ty is going to be tough. I have to say, Ty is going to be tough for betting purposes. Got to look at both of them, but you know, odds kind of suck regardless. 
But I think Chandler Smith is ready. I think he's ready to win the title. So I'll go Chandler Smith. Xfinity, God, this is – I think this will be the best race of the weekend. And probably it has got to be one of the most worthy Final Fours ever in any NASCAR National Series. I mean, Josh Berry, people would say, would be like the outlier here. But, I mean, Justin Allgaier is a Phoenix legend. Ty Gibbs has been Ty Gibbs. And Noah Grax has had one of the most dominant Xfinity Series seasons ever with eight wins. Man, this is tough. I just think – I think Karma's going to come back to Ty Gibbs. Yep. I don't think Ty's going to get it done. I don't think Josh Berry's going to get it done. I don't think he's got enough experience uh, at a track like Phoenix, even though he is a short track monster. This is – Phoenix resembles a short track, a lot of qualities that resemble a short track. For some reason, I want to go with Justin Allgaier really badly, and I still haven't decided who I'm taking. But Justin Allgaier is so good at Phoenix. He's been in this situation a million times. He is so due to get it done. But, man, Noah Gragson has been tough. I'm going to come back to Xfinity. I really I still don't know. I've been looking at it the for main like reason. I'm just going to say the main reason I'm going with Noah is because, obviously, of the momentum and the wins that he's had this year, which obviously mean nothing at the championship race, but also because of that shirt that I made last year. I just feel like that shirt didn't reach its full potential. I don't even know if you remember the fact that I made a Noah Gregson championship shirt with a Sharpie on a white tee. I'm, I'm bringing that back out. On I think I remember that. Yeah. Bringing it back, but I'll let you, uh, sorry for interrupting back to it. You're, you're, you're good. I, I'm going to come back to Xfinity cause I haven't made up my mind yet. Cup. I'm going with Christopher Bell. We've seen so many times in this format that the hot hand has gone on to win the championship. Chase Elliott did it in 2020. Uh, Joey Logano did it in 2018. And I'm sure there's a couple more out there. Uh, 2016, Jimmy Johnson won Martinsville. He got lucky in the championship, but he still went on to win it. I think Christopher Bell, he's proven everybody wrong by winning at two tracks that most people didn't expect him to win at. And now we come to Phoenix, which is, right in his wheelhouse. I've always called him a short, short, flat track, flat track king, flat track god, whatever. I've probably mixed them up, mixed and matched many times. But this is right. This track type is white, right in his wheelhouse. And Toyota has been bringing him amazing race cars throughout this entire playoffs. I mean, he probably should have won Bristol if he didn't have a flat tire. You want to throw that in there. You want to look at the short tracks entirely. Just won Martinsville. He won New Hampshire. As I said, should have won Bristol. Uh, I, I just love the momentum. I, I think the momentum here is, is so important. The track type, very important. He's done it twice now in this playoff, back against the wall. He has the least pressure. He's got to have the least pressure out of all these guys because of the situations he's been in and gotten it done. Like In the toughest, most difficult situations to – keep fighting, survive in advance. Seabell has done it. While Chase Elliott kind of limped in, Ross Chastain <laughs> needed a Hail Mary to get in. Joey Logano was feeling pretty good because he won the first race of the last round and has had a couple weeks to think about it, a couple weeks to chill. Um, team get the car set up how they want it. So I think Christopher Bell's a guy. I really think Seabell is going to get it done. And 
one more narrative play here. The passing of the torch. Kyle Busch leaves Joe Gibbs racing. And on his final race with Joe Gibbs, his teammate wins the championship with his old crew chief. Would be kind of ironic, I guess. Kind of spooky, right? Like Adam Stevens. Yes, absolutely. Remember Jimmy Johnson. I know it's it was his retirement, but Jimmy Johnson's final race with Hendrick Motorsports. Passing of the torch. Chase Elliott wins the title. I could see that same exact thing playing out here this weekend with Seabell. So I'm going to go back to Xfinity now. I got Chandler Smith and I got uh, Christopher Bell. Two Toyotas. Wow, two Toyotas winning. Toyota boy. <sighs> Should go for Ty. No, fuck no. I'm not going for Ty. <laughs> just, karma's going to come back to him, man. Karma's going to come back to him. Fuck, this is tough. I either want Gragson or Allgaier. I either want Gragson or Allgaier. Who didn't make fun of your shoes this year? Noah Gragson. Well, there you go. There's your answer. Yeah, you want to talk about momentum. Allgaier did kind of limp in. Ugh. Yeah, I'm I'm on the Gragson train. I'm not yeah. I'm probably not going to bet it, though. Probably not gonna bet it though. It's like plus one bet at all. I feel like there's too many of our of our of our. This is where it starts getting tough because like when it comes down, I feel like we bet on these races every week. We know a lot of these guys, and I feel like at some point we've got to be able to draw the line and be like, you know what? There's just just too much good energy around the boys. It's just like let let them run and just bet matchups and parlay shit. Like you know what I'm saying? My yeah, no, it could be one of those weekends like. You find, I think, if you find Kyle Busch in a matchup, you should, you should go against him because they're living like the organization is giving him fucking golf carts for for race cars. I mean, his car at Martinsville was atrocious. It was so fucking slow. It was so slow. Eminem. Oh my god, it was slow. So I mean, it could be a matchup weekend, but yeah, this is. This, I'm so excited. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I. I'm not a big Phoenix guy, but there have – it doesn't seem like the track has mattered, especially with this championship format. Exciting races, exciting outcomes still typically still typically happen. And last year's Xfinity race was amazing with Daniel Hemrick passing Cindric coming to the line. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something crazy on Saturday night similar to last year, but – but yeah, I'm going uh, Chandler Smith, Noah Gragson, and Christopher Bell. Now you can make a parlay for those and, and make some money if, if they all hit. But yeah, regardless, yeah, those are my picks. Really, really tough. Really, really stacked championship teams this year. I was gonna say if you were to do a parlay, like not of futures, but of winners, like with the picks that I had, um, you would be looking at I'm going to the cup now to get Ross plugged in here. It's plus 66.50 for Zane Smith, Noah Gregson, and Ross Chastain to win the races. And that's on DraftKings. So yeah, that's kind of fun. I think that if, if I'm going to do outrights, I'm just going to like stack this week. I'm just going to do parlays. Yeah, let's do like a two-legger. Like you can do yeah. Chandler Smith and let's go put – uh. We'll put Noah in there. You can do Chandler Smith and Noah plus 980. It's still ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to go all three if you want to go. You got to go go big or go home. So you you want to do a Chandler Smith 
uh, Noah Gregson, Chris Bell. C. Follow. Bell. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, I got that right here. There's Gregson. There's Smith. We'll go C. Bell. You're looking at a $50 bet paying out $2,100 if my picks all won. Not not the championship. That's what's, that's what's shitty about this. Like, not the championship to win their race. In the trucks and Xfinity, we've seen times where the winner, the championship winner did not win the race. It's happened a couple times. So, like, I like trucks is a good example. I think John Hunter Nemechek might just blow everybody away and win this race. And then the championship battle happens behind him. Xfinity, Xfinity, I think the winner of the championship will win this race because you've clear cut four best guys. And it's not even close. Trucks, John Hunter Nemechek, if he had just not, if he had managed his, his equipment better and not made bonehead mistakes, could be in the final four. Corey Heim is in the 51 truck. That's going to be a really fast truck, too. So I could see somebody outside the playoff picture winning the truck race. And I could see somebody outside the playoff picture winning the cup race. Someone like Kyle Larson, still fighting for an owner's championship. Kevin Harvick, who's been amazing at short flat racetracks, won Richmond not too long ago. So don't forget Martin Truex Jr. No, no (laughs) fucking way. Kyle Busch at plus 5,000. That's crazy, dude. I feel like crazy. I feel like I want to sprinkle something on Kyle Busch plus 5,000. He'd be the one to just say fuck everybody and start wrecking people. Just like I win. He wrecks, he wrecks Christopher Bell and is like, see you, bitch. Yeah. See Bell. Yeah. Briscoe Briscoe's plus 4,000. I mean, he won this race. But, but, but I mean, let's be realistic. A lot of these guys usually have enough respect to say, I'm going to get out of the way for these fellas, you know, and let them do their thing. So, uh, yeah, it's it's always tough. But, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm right there with you. I feel like this could be a year that we see a, a cup. It's been a while since we've seen a, a cup driver. It's never uh, happened. Never happened. No, it's, it, it's happened before where uh, somebody like won a race and, and they didn't or won a championship without winning the race. Well, yeah, before this playoff format, yeah, that was the norm because drivers didn't have to win the race to win the championship before 2014. But since this playoff format started in 2014, it's yeah. never happened. Okay, I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, you mean yeah, because like you could it, like you could have a 30 point lead heading into the final race before this, you know, before 2014, and all you'd have to do is finish like 18th or better. So the the guy that was in the championship lead would just manage and manage and finish somewhere between 11th and 15th and clinch the title. So yeah, but since this playoff format has happened, where where it's basically winner take all throughout the playoffs, kind of shit the the winner of the final race of the season also won the championship in all eight years so far pretty crazy so this would be the first time if if i feel like if there were if there were a year it would happen it would be fucking this year with all the fucking pandemonium that's happened in, in 2022 so no i'm here for it well, yeah, well, that that's what we got. So, again, if you want to do uh, parlays with us and, you know, the more we're sitting here talking, the more I'm like, I don't want to go against Chandler, but I don't want to change my mind now because it's already out there in the universe. Oh, you got to go with your first instinct. Yeah. yeah. So it's you have the parlay for you for race winner. 
is uh is going to be our boy Chandler Smith, Noah Gregson, and Chris Bell, and then my parlay would be Zane Smith, Noah Gregson, Ross Chastain. So there's some cool parlays if you want to throw out the the Dale parlay and the Chase parlay. There they are, and uh, you can ride them both uh, fairly uh, cost effectively. So there you go. There you have it. That's a show. We've talked about a lot of good stuff, and uh, and we're gonna have fun again. Remember, you don't watch the race on your television. Uh, this week unless you have a computer television and you watch the race at www.playback.tv slash garage guys and we will see you for all three races this week trucks xfinity and cup that's where you can watch it with us i'm still debating on if i'm just gonna like drive to your house or not still still trying to figure that out i think that that might be something that i end up doing just come over you know take take some of your internet you got enough right yeah yeah i definitely do all right that'll work that'll work yeah gonna be a little bit longer before they come put this box in here they got to put it behind the big bush hood um but uh it'll, it'll be cool once that happens but yeah it's gonna be fun let us know what you think let us know your championship predictions by following us on twitter at garage guys fs tweet at us uh, you, my handle is garage guy chase dales is at dale tanhart uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about this show. Rate, review, and subscribe. Tell at least one person you know today about the Garage Guys. If you love NASCAR, you think somebody else would too, or just get into to NASCAR gambling or whatever else, just holler at them. Let us know. But, uh, but yeah, we're excited. It's going to be a fun time, and someone is pulling up at the shop as we speak. So perfect timing. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, we- watch us on playback. Eat Hooters. It's going to be an awesome time. And Dale Center. Dale Center tomorrow night. Going to have some real fun time with parlays. And it's going to be a hell of a championship weekend at Phoenix. So cannot wait. Good times. All right. Y'all be there for that. We will see you later on. Take care. It's championship weekend. Let's go catch a bag.